The show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. Today we're going to be looking at Series 11, Episode 3, Rosa. And uh, we're going to be talking about that episode with the following people. Chloe. So we're talking about the first episode of the new series. No, wait, that's Rose. Right. There's one letter. Oh, oh, it's different. It's different. Okay. I assume the plot is going to be exactly the same. Uh, (laughs) Carolyn. Um, A Rose of any other name. <laughs> and Z. Oh, Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. <laughs> I, I'm glad that everyone came prepared this week. Um, so before we actually. Even Doug Judy is here. <laughs> yeah, geez. Turn the mic there, Doug Judy. Come on. <laughs> before we get into our actual review of the episode, I just want to ask everyone before the episode, before you watch the episode, but when you knew that that it was going to be an episode about Rosa Parks, uh, what were your expectations going in? My expectations going in, honestly, I was uh, I was basically expecting it to be an episode without a villain. First off, I thought it would just be kind of like kind of like uh, Chibnall's take on Vincent and the Doctor, except instead of Vincent mm. Van Gogh, it was Rosa Parks. Okay. There's a little bit of parallel between the two. We're going to get into mm-hmm. a bit later. Um, I didn't actually realize that it was going to be Rosa Parks. I knew it was. I knew it was early 1950s uh, U.S., but I wasn't. I didn't think about it too much going okay. into it. Oh, I was concerned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. I I was definitely concerned about how they were going to be handling this. My second thought was like. Oh no, we're all way too white to be uh, reviewing this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is. I did have that thought also. The, yes, <laughs> this is this is who we got. This is yeah, this um, is what we got. Yeah, I was also. But um, it was handled well. It was handled very well. I was very nervous. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as we're Claire and I are talking about off air, if this had been David Tennant, it would have been like Rosa. When you get on that bus, sit in that seat and don't let them. Yep. kick you off yep. or whatever like yeah. like that's exactly what I was picturing I was like oh no I feel like a lot of the er- like not the early doctors but the previous doctors in the new series would have like there would have been like they would have been instrumental in some way like they wouldn't have been able to the characterization of those doctors would not have been able to sit there and let it happen mm-hmm. the way yeah. that the 13th doctor did it's- like there would have been like either oh rosie you got to do this like it's important for history for the yeah. world or they would have been on the bus be like let the lady have the seat <laughs> yeah um and then you know the doctor beats racism yeah right yeah what? the white man comes in and beats racism yeah so i, I appreciate that that they were clearly sensitive to that and in keeping in line with what we've seen so far in the season i think this is a like Turning it to be like a more mature series than maybe we've had. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. There were dark moments in this episode. They didn't. I oh. mean, 
a B- BBC, you know, Sunday night and BBC at seven o'clock. They're not going to throw the N word around, <laughs> no. but it was like, it was pretty like they didn't, as I feel they, they often might like, they didn't shy away from, from showing it, no. which even I feel like Doctor mm. in the past would, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just, it, just not bring it up at all. Yeah. Well, the fact that they had even mentioned um, the incident that had happened a week prior was drowned by a lynch mob. Yes. The fact that they, they didn't have to bring that up by any means. No. And they did. And I'm, I was really surprised and impressed by that. Because they could, and they could have even left like, oh, you know what happened to Guy and just left it there. But they were like, so by the way, he was drowned by racists. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. they didn't have to do, and I appreciate that they did. Yeah. And let's fill in all the blanks. Let's give you the name. Let's give you the day. Mm-hmm. Like they were very thorough in. These are the actual facts. We mm-hmm. know these. Yeah. Like like they these were things um, to be true. Yeah. Yeah. The audience is Ryan, huh. who was like, mm-hmm. yes. He's like he's like oh yeah she was a bus driver uh-huh. or something. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, she's American. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, is not unreasonable. Yeah. Like, in a way. Yeah. Well, like, civil rights, I mean, American civil rights movements, uh, uh, events aren't going to be as important, potentially, to somebody in the UK on, like, mm-hmm. on a sort yeah. of visceral level as they would be for somebody living in the States. No. Absolutely. No, but they, they got it, like, oh, like, just... As soon as I saw that that he was gonna like pick up that, that plays like handkerchief or glove or whatever it yeah. was, I was like, oh no! I was yeah honestly surprised that that uh, that that went to a to a slap and not just you know to a glower or something like that. Oh, it was it's pretty explicit. They were dialing into the racism of of the time, which was again they they didn't have to go there. They could have made it lighter. They could have made it a glower or like. Mm-hmm. Like a sharp word. Yeah. Oh, and that guy's name uh, that died uh, before, like, that they were referencing was Emmett Till. Black teenager Emmett Till was brutally murdered after reportedly flirting with a young white woman while visiting relatives in Mississippi. So that's what they were referencing. Okay. One thing I thought was interesting, uh, go right to the villain, Mm -hmm. Uh, Crasco. Crisco. Crisco. They mm-hmm. knew they wanted to have a greaser. They just had to come up with a name. Oh, oh. I love it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 10 out of 10, episode over. <laughs> yeah. And what was interesting about that, I thought, is like all of the encounters they had with people from the time, from mm-hmm. the place, were like very explicit and like very clear about the racism. This guy wasn't at all. He was like, he was like, that's yeah. where it went wrong. Yeah. And I think he, I think we got a you people. Oh yeah. Yeah. When, when was, he was, when he was threatening Ryan. Yeah. And I think it's the first time maybe that we've seen any indication that like the future, that like the far future where this guy is presumably from still has like that kind of racism. I think we've yeah. seen like like planet versus planet, like alien species yes. racism. Yeah. Like that that's like a classic sci-fi trope mm-hmm. because it's supposed mm-hmm. to parallel like our current racism. And so it was really interesting to see that there's still like old-fashioned racists. <laughs> oh boy. I guess. 
I like the way Z put it. Mm. Um, we watched the episode together today, so um, he was he was. Uh, what did you say? It was it, that it was shocking that aliens had white supremacists, yeah. and yeah. then it was like, no, that's a human. He's human from the far future. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think well, he's sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we might be referencing the same thing here, but. Uh, at one point, Yaz says, like, from the moment where they are in 1955, Yaz, you know, notes that, like, oh, in 50 years, you know, because of what happened with Rosa Parks and everything, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, they will have a black president. And then 50 mm-hmm. years after that, who knows what could happen? In the context yeah. of the show, it seems like it's supposed to be pretty positive. But then we have mm-hmm. this this Crasco guy. And, like, mm-hmm. when Carolyn and I were watching the episode, I just kind of, like, typed in the little console. Oh, so I guess that kind of recontextualizes what she said. Maybe things yeah. change. Maybe they get worse. I mean, presumably that guy's not president. No. <laughs> no, and also not from um, 100 years in the future, but still. I mean, at least they said 50 years in the future and not 10 years after that. <laughs> yeah. Because that is a different yeah. situation. Yeah. Doctor Who is about... Doctor Who is about hope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing we got that kind of um, almost is lost in the shuffle of the rest of the episode because doesn't really touch on what the rest of the episode does was the like intense scene where that dude is choking the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope, your thing's gonna... Your thing's gonna, gonna kick, kick in. in. Mm-hmm. That was... That in itself was like quite a scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's... There were just enough seconds where I thought maybe there was not one of those uh, inhibitors. <laughs> a neural inhibitor? Yeah. yeah. So that was that was interesting. Like, the, the tech that that guy had, we had seen before earlier in the yes. new series with Jack Harkness. Yes. And there's no implication this guy, like, took them from Torchwood or th- something, <laughs> because Jack took them from somewhere else. Yeah. I think, like, all of Torchwood's stuff, if I remember Torchwood properly, like, fell through a riff in Wales. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, random debris that was falling through time. and <laughs> Isn't isn't Jack originally from, like, way in the future? Yes. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, he was, was he, wor- he was working for, he was a soldier. He's an ex-soldier for some future army. Yes. He was full of crap. But he was also full of crap. Like, because he was, he was trying to find scrap spaceships or something like that and sell them. Yeah. But I feel I feel like he actually was part of a future army. Hmm. Like, that is also canon re-Jack Harkness. I'm now just picturing him as Mr. Green at the end of Clue saying, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Why? Why are you picturing that? Just because he pretended... He was pretending that he had a different job and was a different person at the end. He's like, oh, I'm actually part of the FBI. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he was part of Torchwood. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, River... Uh, oh, he was originally from the 51st century. Okay. Oh, that's quite a while. So not that far. Mm. Hmm. What? This guy was from the... Oh, no, he was going to send someone to the, the, the 79th. Something. Yeah. So he might have actually been a contemporary with Jack. He could have, because yeah. Because if that tech is like roughly the same time, I believe River also yes. had one of those. She did. Yep. <clears throat> and he was in prison in the same place 
as River was. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Stormcage. Oh, I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah. Hey, I think yeah, we I see it sure. briefly. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, when the doctor goes to uh, break River out. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, Jack was a time agent. He worked know. for time stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, better. How convenient. <laughs> better than working for the magazine, I suppose. I've never, I don't think, watching Doctor Who mm-hmm. had a moment where I was like, oh, oh, I can't watch this. Okay. Like, what was a, that moment? Like, in a cringy yes. way that we often do when we're watching The Office or something. Because uh. I knew, like, I don't, it was like Ryan did something and I knew he was about to get, like, some super racism mm-hmm. thrown his way. Or, oh, it was when he was, like, stalking oh, yeah. Rosa, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I the the maybe slightly more cringy moment for me was when the doctor and Graham are pretending to be a couple, <laughs> and Graham like like <laughs> casually puts his arm around the doctor, and her face. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh god, oh that made my day. That was a fun little moment of levity wonder, for yeah. also, the episode. Also, Graham and Ryan being professionally annoying <laughs> to that bus driver's fishing <laughs> spot. That was great. Yes. And they almost had a mo- moment, and then they ruined and Ryan it. Ryan was like, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're not. We're not friends, bro. We're not doing that. <laughs> like, he was willing to give the, the racist bus driver a, a fist bump, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he knew that the bus driver wouldn't know what that is, yeah. but come on. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get like a little more yes. We're still not we, getting we any got yes. Some, I mean, they had that that really great scene where the two Ryan and Yaz were talking, like when they were actually like the dumpster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're mm. basically comparing the kind of like racism they run into mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with I thought that there was more yes than we've seen in the past. Like, the, there is. So I yeah. mean, yeah. She doesn't. We don't know enough about her to like know that she's afraid of letters or whatever. <laughs> um, but like, it's. I got the impression from this episode that she is, you know, kind of the, the. I guess well educated, or at least like, you know, somebody who is interested enough in things to learn about them, in a way that it actually mm-hmm. sticks. Whereas with Ryan, it seems kind of like he's maybe coasted a little bit. Mm. Oh, maybe definitely. if he felt like it wasn't like immediately relevant to him it was like gone yeah <laughs> she had a nice moment with rosa parks when uh like when when she was fixing the jacket yeah. and mm-hmm. they were talking about oh, what do you do and mm. and i'm a police officer and she's like what you're the police <laughs> what yeah nice that nice was, little warm fuzzies yeah. That's that was nice i did like that I it made me one thing that it, the that Yaz or I guess the treatment of Yaz made me curious about is like realistically what would somebody who was like Indian or like Middle Eastern or even like even Asian like somebody who was not specifically black yes but was also not white um, how would they be treated? Roughly that time. Like, still, I assume probably still just kind of shitty. As Mexicans. As Mexicans, yeah. They they kind of... Everyone's Mexican. (laughs) Didn't, um... 
Because Yaz was like, where where do I sit? I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I got on the front, and that's fine. I'll just sit here, I guess. Until someone tells me not to. <laughs> and that didn't come up. Mm-hmm. No. The, I mean, yeah. they do say, like, not seeing too many Pakistani people in Alabama, <laughs> which is almost certainly true. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, there were... Like, there's always been immigration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, especially for someone who's not... Like, historically, like, we have a pretty good idea of what the treatment of black people was like in that area of the country, what um, Native Americans mm-hmm. or indigenous people had been like. Um, pretty good idea of what uh, Asians had been treated like, especially in, like, the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. It, the answer is poorly for all three yeah, of those. Yes. For any listener who doesn't know, <laughs> it's it's bad. But anyone who kind of doesn't fall into one of those like three broad categories, I am curious. Hmm. Practically, what that would have been like, just for curiosity's sake. I mean, I'm sure it's not good. I mean, we might get. I don't know. Now I'm thinking like, do they want to do too many episodes? Like this, that are like issue episodes, mm. which I wouldn't be against. It. I just wanted to feel like a retread because, like, we could very easily go to like the British Raj in India <laughs> for like oh, that would be fun. You know, further reading. Which, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, which could even be like complicated for you as as a as a Pakistani person to begin with, right? That's oh, true. Absolutely. Even then, I kind of like. That would add like another layer, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know how much research did, they did into the into the time period that they were like mm-hmm. in for the episode, but honestly, I I think whether it was somebody in the writers' room or the writer themselves just saying, oh, uh, how they treat somebody who's not uh, obviously from you know got some uh, African ancestry, uh, well, mm-hmm. Mexican. I don't know if that was just like something yeah. they came up with or something they researched, but like. I could see that just being it, you know, just based on like the sort of uh, cultures that the South would have encountered in just in general up to that point, mm-hmm. like Native American people, African American people, Mexican people. So if you're not mm-hmm. white, you're probably just going to fall into one of those three categories. Th- those are the those are the options. Yeah, and I think probably even still now you might see a little yeah, bit of that. Probably in certain yeah. parts. <laughs> white dudes aren't going to be like, oh, tell me about your. Heritage. I don't right. know. I I do know why this popped into my head, but like King of the Hill. Like, are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Laotian. Yeah, but are you Chinese or Japanese? Boy. Oh. In terms of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. Tardis Wiki says this is the first racially charged story in Doctor Who history. Um, uh, and I will say. I will say yes. Racially charged, yes. Yeah. It's. I think it's probably the first episode where the racism is specifically real racism as opposed yeah. to aliens coded as racism. Which oh. there's lots Tons of. Tons of. Wasn't there, yes. was there any, like, I, I'm not, I've got to confess, I've not seen every David Tennant episode, so. Uh, That's probably for, for ex- the best. <laughs> for example, <laughs> I think I might have, like, caught glimpses of the Shakespeare code. But uh, mm-hmm. wasn't there a little bit of racism in there? There, there was. I guess it wasn't as central to the story. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's it. It's similar to um, <clears throat> the frozen below ice, uh, thin ice, thin ice. Thank ah. you. 
You already told me right. that and I already forgot it. It's same thing where like it's commented on, yeah. but it's not like the central theme. <laughs> the way that it works is the racism <clears throat> is as bad as the script requires <laughs> it to be. <laughs> um whereas this felt maybe more Yeah authentic to what it would be at the time. I mean, yeah. I don't often go to to like early United States or anything like that. Mm-mm. But oh. Uh, but it's usually like, oh, you're around here. It's like, oh, you're colored or something. Like, and then mm-hmm. that would be it. Yeah. yeah. The doctor, like, they make the comment, the doctor tells them off, and then we that, move on with the that's, plot. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. here, but here it's like some of the characters couldn't, like, function mm-hmm. as they normally do because of racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternately, it's, like I said, they have a different alien race. And code that as racism. Yes. Like the whole thing with the Ood. Yes. Was kind mm. of like that. They're like a... They were a slave race. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, then we would just, like, pull out all of these um, parallels and apply it to the Ood. And it was like, okay. The only other um, precedent I can think of is in Remembrance of the Daleks. Um, they go back to 1963. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ace is in that been breakfast or something like that and there's a no colored sign in the window and she takes it off yes oh and that's so brave ace that's the extent of it ace (laughs) it's not like it was a bad thing to do but but i feel like that's about as much as doctor who that sounds like done that sounds like the way that doctor who was writing ace to be like the coolest character (laughs) as well like look how look how woke she is yeah Mm -hmm. she was woke before the kids even used the term woke (laughs) yeah 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 i mean i i had totally expected that to be the villain for the episode just like not a a singular person or a group or anything like that just racism the concept of racism yeah and and i I was like oh yeah at one point i was like oh no graham's gonna have to drive the bus and be super racist to rosa parks (laughs) In order for that to happen, but uh, that that didn't happen. I'm oh, glad that didn't. Yeah, that again. That would have been too much. I was yeah. I was very afraid going into this episode that something like that, or it would be like the racism, or the 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 change in society is what's causing the uh, the temporal rift, the the, the, the energy. I can't remember the name of it, but the temporal Ar- energy, yeah. energy or something. Arcon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but none of that happened. Yes. No, that's um, ideal. One thing that I thought was like one of the most mature parts of the episode mm-hmm. is we encounter historical figure. And when it's over, she probably doesn't care about or like the team. Uh. Mm-hmm. Doctor yeah. and Companions, no. which I don't think has happened before. <laughs> no, she's not like giving an inter like there's not a scene where she's giving an interview 20 years later yeah. and she's like, like there was this british group of people and you know they really inspired me to inspire others yeah and i thought that was like huge mm-hmm. yeah less about making a mark on uh on history like the doctor used to be they were well, it used to be a secret right the the, the yeah the thesis of like David Tennant was everyone 
loves the doctor so much and mm-hmm. how great he is. Mm-hmm. So we're clearly moving away from that to just being like, and they did the start scaling it back, even with the end of the Matt Smith, like deleting himself from the internet or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he like went to the Daleks and he's like, I'm erasing oh, yeah. me from the intergalactic time. Um. internet. <laughs> and then Capaldi was generally like, Maybe not smaller story. Well, kind of. Like his stories yeah. were a little bit, a little bit. Smaller. But he cared less. He, he cared less, but his stories were also on a less. What am I trying to say? Like a less impressive scale. Less, less grand it was less, scale. Fewer life or death, like the end yeah. of the universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things. They they yeah. were obviously important stories for the people involved in the story at the time, but. Did he meet any like? Did he did he get involved in history in any way? Because I can't remember. You mentioned Robin Hood, but that's also they were robots. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Tardis Wiki says it's the first televised story since Day of the Doctor in 2013 to feature a real world historical figure, and that would have been Queen Elizabeth. Right. Um. So no. Okay. Um. Capaldi interacted a little bit more with like. We could call it future history. Yes. Like, this person is important in 200 years. So I have to do a thing to make the future okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And there's less, oh, I know you, you're the doctor. Mm -hmm. Except where it made sense when he was, like, with the Time Lords and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because they Mm -hmm. would actually know who he is. Notably, we finally were revealed the real name of the doctor. Finally for once. Her real name is Banksy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was a good luck. Yes. Dun dun dun. <laughs> the truth. That was, that was a that was a fun little That was incredible. A fun I little that. line. She's like, what, how do you know I'm not? <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> Banksy doesn't have this. Or maybe I do. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. That was like a nice fun moment in an episode that doesn't have a lot of fun moments. It it certainly brought a little bit more like it brought it back to the doctor as opposed to it being entirely about racism that entire mm. episode like here's an here's a full hour now feel guilty mm. yeah um yeah because it's feel not bad. like a, it's not a doctor light episode certainly everyone's there mm-hmm. and they're in it a bunch but it's like the tone is very different mm-hmm. um yeah it's not like blink yeah where the doctor's like not in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when she was writing on the wall mm-hmm. and he was like, what What are you doing? You can't just write on a wall. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was going to be like, fuck this racist motel. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, I thought that was going to be her yeah. response, but she was like, no, it's magic. Yeah. Ink or whatever. Although that would have been a good lie. Like, <laughs> man, fuck this racist may- motel. May- maybe not with swears, but like, I thought she was just. It would have been fair. I I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, because we we go back and forth in Doctor's attitude towards whether changing time is okay or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when Doctor saves people, even when uh, she's not supposed to. Um, This is more like Hartnell's you can't change history, not one line, or maybe Matt Matt Smith's fixed points in time, Mm -hmm. or what have you. But. we like everyone knows the one thing we have to do mm-hmm. is make sure that Rose Parks 
gets on that bus and refuses to move and gets arrested. But it's like it's not like she has a parade <laughs> right after. Like no. it's it's not a, like a good or nice thing that happens. No, it's the beginning of kind of shitty times for her. Yeah, but it kicks up. It, it's huge for the civil rights movement. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a thing that has to happen, and you just like <sighs> I was the whole Tardis crew just had to sit there mm-hmm. while that happened, and that was like intense. And I felt like the show did a good job of, like, showing that on the TARDIS crew. Mm -hmm. Like, Graham was, like, really upset upset about it. Everybody was really upset, but Graham, they were focusing on Graham for some reason. I I think it might have been, like, earlier on in the episode when they're in the motel room. Graham brings up that on his first date with Grace, um, you know, she asked him, are you the same kind of bus driver as Jake the Snake? And he was like, oh, who's this? And that's how I knew about that bus driver. So, like, I think what they were doing with that scene from, like, a storytelling perspective was setting up that Graham would somehow be instrumental to, like, what Rosa did. And the obvious, you know, the obvious thing that I think a lot of people in the audience might have jumped to is, oh, like you said before, uh, G, I believe, she'll, he'll be, he will be the one driving the bus. But they're like, no, 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 the writer's. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to like kind of tweak this a little bit. Oh, I was so scared of that. I was just, it was heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. then, and then he was on the bus, and then it hits you what is actually going yeah. to happen. Yeah, because oh. like, oh, well, we, this is the stop, right? So we can get off now, and then history will happen. Mm-hmm. But nope, they had to, they had to be there because they didn't get enough people. Yes. Although I would have liked to have seen an alternate take. Where Graham, like, decks Jake the snake, <laughs> throws him off the bus and goes, I'm driving the bus now, jerks! Anybody sit wherever you want! <laughs> oh my god. We're going north of the Mason-Dixon line! <laughs> Riot for Nan! Riot for Nan! Because it's like... That's the alternate take. Because <laughs> like, oh, oh the, doc- the doctor could can just use the TARDIS to fix institutional racism, right? Sure. But like... There's a button for But that. like, no. <laughs> Right, like it's yeah, that was tough. I was, I cried. Yeah, I did too. Legit, that's yeah. Great, great music choice as well. Yeah, the music oh. was like extremely moving. Oh, it felt so good. Like just all the all the pieces lined up very very well in that scene. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was very well timed. I don't know, like the the rhythm of it was great. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. ugh, it just flowed together so well. Uh, I feel like it is unusual for me to do this, but uh, controversial opinion time. Ooh, ooh. I was too distracted during that scene by like the the apparent idea jumping forth in this story, kind of going back to Doctor Who's shifting philosophy of, of history and, you know, changing it and whatnot rosa's rosa park's act was incredibly important for the civil rights movement but i don't i didn't get the sense from the story that it was super important that it happened on that day at that time like would it have had any less impact if she had done it the next day or the next week i mean i think i think the idea is like she's just like 
for some reason, right at that time, at that time of day, the way she was feeling, her mood, what she had for breakfast, like everything just but, lined up so that that happened. And then if it wasn't on that day, maybe it wouldn't have. Is, but I think, if, you, idea. if you like, I mean, reading two articles and, and a Wikipedia entry is not a PhD level research by any means. But like, hmm. if you dig into it a little bit, she was the secretary of the, the of the uh, Montgomery chapter of the NAACP. So, I mean, like civil rights and uh, and stopping races, racism and segregation were kind of, you know, I feel like probably on her mind a lot. Mm-hmm. And even before her, like other people had sat in the, the the white area of the bus and refused to get up and were just quietly fined. The one exception to, to that would be uh, Claudette Colvin, the Claudette Colvin, who mm-hmm. sat in the white section and refused to get up nine months before Rosa Parks did. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I couldn't help but be distracted during what was obviously the climax of the episode by how hard it was pressing on the idea that, you know, history comes down to certain individuals doing certain things at certain times. Because th- yeah, there are a lot of variables going into Rosa Parks doing what she did as an individual, but it's not like she was just this one woman in this one city, totally alone and isolated in her thoughts and ideas and what she was striving for. Very true. Um, If I might make a point towards that, um, Rosa Parks herself was a uh, very affluent young lady. Mm Mm-hmm. As much as anything else, she was considered middle class, which was, well, the higher end of anything that a person of color could be. Yeah. Right? So she was the one that they decided to represent. Yeah. And uh, that case, that, that uh, whatever case that was. Um, Browder v. Gale? Against the state or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it had actually ooh. overturned the. Uh, the bus segregation laws in Montgomery and Alabama. So in, mm-hmm, just, yeah, the the people yeah. running those those things just obviously didn't care. But that was why they decided to put her forth yeah. as their figure because she was more relatable to the white side of it. Yeah, and she wasn't a teenager. As awful as that sounds. Well, yeah, yeah. Or pregnant, possibly at the hands yeah. of a married man. You know, there were a lot of rumors about the other girls. Yeah. There were a lot of little... There was extra baggage oh, yeah. with a lot of well, them, I mean, unfortunately. I mean, even in Claudette Colvin's own words, she uh, was was on record like in later years, I think in the early 2010s when she was being interviewed about it. Um, she even said herself, her skin texture was that... Oh, Rose's skin texture was the kind that people associate with the middle class. Mm. So like, mm. she was just I, the 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 I guess the perfect icon that the the NAACP wanted to get out there to give them more gas. And that but was that, and she understood common. That. Yeah, and and that was like that was a huge part of the civil disobedience. <clears throat> yeah. Um, kind of mandate is that the people who are out there doing high profile civil disobedience are people who are more likely to have the sympathy on their side Mm -hmm. which is which is not which is not a insignificant consideration 
Yeah. Um, as far as, like, the storytelling thing, I think I totally agree that, like, if this whole situation had happened a week later, the course of history ha- wouldn't really have changed that much. Like, if they disappeared the villain of the episode and, you know, Rosa was able to sit unbothered on the bus on the day of the episode. Yeah. But then a week later, it had gone down. History probably wouldn't have really changed that much. But, I mean, for storytelling purposes, it makes sense that they are like, no, she has to do it now because we are here to make sure it happens now. Sure, but I mean, I would have liked it if they had given some sort of reason why it couldn't be delayed. Mm. Could it also be, like, I don't know, maybe the villain guy, Crisco? I mean, he was putting pressure on them, right? Because he was just going to... Yeah, so... But then he was disappeared. Yeah, but maybe maybe they would be... But they were, like, they were into it at that point. And maybe he could still find his way back. Because we don't know, like, a ton about, about Crisco. Yeah. He could have had another temporal manipulator up his colon and he just needs to get it out so that he can come back and screw with the past again like no honestly like there's so many other variables or maybe he has a an accomplice and Mm. now they've in the in the manner of doctor who now they have somehow locked this into place so that they can't screw up this particular incident again i mean there's also other stuff because like it also had to be that bus driver Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. So what if he quits because he likes fishing so much, <laughs> or yeah. Rosa just doesn't get on the bus anytime she sees that it's that bus driver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So like, there's lots of variables, and yes, if it had happened a week later, it would have been the same, but it didn't. So I think that's more. It's more about like a history is fragile kind of thing. Also, if that guy, that villain, was there, would he have just gone away after stopping that day? Or would he have hung around? He, Good point. He probably would have hung around to like make sure things went the way he yeah. wanted them to go, but like he was disappeared. I don't know. I he, just okay. He, he came back in 2016. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He put on a little bit of weight. <laughs> that man's name. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of there, there. There's kind of not a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode. And I said that earlier to you, G, well, and you were yeah. like, what do you mean? But I really, I know I, I know, we're at like 42 minutes, but that's short for us. Yeah. Um, like, there really isn't that much stuff to talk about. Because a lot of it just kind of falls under the one umbrella of how did the episode handle, <laughs> like, the historical racism and the important historical event. There's a little bit about this... Um, about the villain. There's not a lot of character growth for our TARDIS cast. No. Mm. There's, uh, like, demonstrable maturity, but not growth. They all went through that. We're uh, not learning much about the characters. No. Uh, themselves. We're not learning too much more about the Doctor. We're not... Really contributing to an arc of any kind? I mean, no, unless we see that guy again. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but like in terms of character development, I thought that the even though I think there were two, the scenes between Yaz and Ryan seemed like be developing some kind of a rapport. 
um, when they come yeah. back in through the bathroom window. And she says, like, oh, I haven't, you know, crawled through a bathroom window since, like, this guy nice. in 10th grade. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that guy, huh. You're, huh. you know, swinging way below your league or whatever. And she's like, is that, yeah. is that a compliment? <laughs> yeah, are they going to so, hook up? Yeah. Right, Maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. Hookups oh, yeah. in the TARDIS. There's, I mean, I thought that there was, like, a little <laughs> bit of, you know, subtle building here and there. And Graham getting kind of misty-eyed. Uh thinking back to his first date with Grace and the rest of the crew kind of, you know, feel, getting a little little downed by that until Ryan jumps in and says, oh, yeah, but she would riot. Is is that growth, though? Like, well, it was a fun it's... moment, but I feel like every episode okay, that... we get, like, man, remember Grace? <laughs> she was yeah. cool. I mean, that might not necessarily be growth, but it's it's still, like, harkening back to a, events in a previous episode. Like, it's... And I, I don't think they're just do doing f- that to, to do it. I think they're doing it to, like, point to something that will eventually resolve in some way. <laughs> to be fair, um, she has only been gone, like, two episodes. She passed away at the end of episode one. But time has passed. Plus. Like, it wasn't, like, they, she didn't pass away and yeah. then, like, the funeral was the next day. Yeah, I'm saying that the official cast poster should have Grace as a ghost because yeah. she mm. is in the frigging house <laughs> with everybody. She seems like a nice lady and everything, and I get yeah. everyone's sad, but like, yeah. mm. I feel like we need to move on from her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that, though. I will say, mm. I don't know how much time has passed. If there have been what nine, thirteen attempts. To get back to uh, to Sheffield in the present day, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, were each of those adventures were they just like, oh, let's see the readout? Nope, wrong time. Let's pull the lever again and give it another shot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that was kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking she's been gone for like a week, maybe two. Give them a little time to grieve. Yeah, I mean. It's also helping helping them open up about themselves because of their story. <laughs> Hopefully, Yaz will get her chance to do that mm-hmm. as well. I kind of don't want to see any more of Graham and Ryan's story where Graham goes, you're my grandson. And Ryan goes, fuck you, old man. Like, I'm super tired of it. Like, I got it. You Like, it's it's at, building to something. At least. But, like. At least there weren't any ladders or bicycles in this episode. Well, I, that's what I was going to say. He already got over his dyspraxia. <laughs> okay, I will say there's one thing in this episode that didn't didn't land. work work for me. Okay, at all. I don't think it was even bad. I just like it did. It didn't match what the climax. What I got from the climax. Yeah, and that was like there's an asteroid named after. Her. Okay, well, because she was like she literally changed the universe because. This asteroid is named after her. Yeah, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for another fact about the asteroid. Like if it was like this asteroid is in like in like three million years, this asteroid is gonna is gonna collect all this, and then it's actually gonna form into another planet or something like that. That's legit an asteroid. It yeah. was discovered. It, June, it was discovered June 9th, twenty ten. Has a two thousand and thirty three day orbital period. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's an absolute unit at fifteen point seven magnitude. I thought it was going to be she changed the universe because, like, there's, you know, criminals like Crisco mm-hmm. out there and stuff like that. But, but like, it also would have been like you come to the present and see, like, a white guy and a black guy shaking hands or something. That would have been awful as well. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> oh, they play like John Lennon's Imagine. Yeah, or yeah, like it's. <laughs> oh man, it's, that would have been terrible. It's it's a tough. Like, how do you end that, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't think the asteroid. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, if it was maybe, like, an influential African-American astronomer, maybe, that named this asteroid. Possibly. Um, I mean, whatever it is, they should have said it in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm trying to find out if that is, like, if there's, like, any sort of rationale to it. It might have just been sort of, you know, try to tie things back to... I guess not the sci-fi aspect because you know asteroids aren't sci-fi, but like back back in space. <laughs> no, they <again>. don't exist. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't exist because they're just painted on the on the dome, right? Right. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> since you know we've got the time covered with the history stuff, but space stuff was left uncovered otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's not like every Doctor Who episode always with references space. space. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, like, if it had been another point in the episode or something, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think it was a weird thing to end on. I, I guess I just wanted to end on, like, a a note of of hope and of well, impact. Well, like, so much, of, so much of the episode was, like, real shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, real stuff happening with people. And then it's, like... This asteroid is named after her. So what I can find is the asteroid was discovered by a Caltech scientist Mm -hmm. named Carrie Nugent, who also discovered a different asteroid and then had it named after Harriet Tubman. I mean, they maybe should have ended on, like, she she got the... Was it the Congressional Medal? Yeah. Yeah. From, like, like that. I mean, they could have... Uh, or maybe they should have kept going with all the other things named after Rosa Parks. Yeah. Like, there's definitely, like, buildings and streets and, like, other monuments dedicated to her. So I don't know why it was just, like, this asteroid and then they just ended. <laughs> on uh, on Carrie R. Nugent's website, under asteroid names, mm-hmm. she talks, you know, about various naming conventions, whatever. And then she gets to this point. While researching asteroid names... I noticed a dearth of asteroids named after women and people of color and made suggestions to the Neowise team. Several of these names have been approved, see the list below, and additional names are pending approval. I'm very happy to be part of this process and I'm thrilled that these remarkable people have been honored in this way. That's beautiful. She's named some asteroids such as Malala Yousavi, Soterna Truth, Mm -hmm. Harriet Tubman, uh, Henrietta Lacks, and of course... Rosa Parks. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. We're only three episodes in, so there's no precedent or whatever mm-hmm. for it, but does anybody think that Crasco might come back, or they might wind up in the time that they sent Crasco to? Um. Cause, uh, as far as I, yeah, because as far as I know, this season's Maybe. all new monsters, but not necessarily yeah. ten new monsters. Which... Yeah. Maybe, maybe next season I could see him popping up again. <laughs> Crasco's... Good-looking dude. I would not be adverse to him coming back. Um, I mean, he's a jerk, but he was definitely a good-looking dude. Like, he'd also stand way out in the in the south in the fifties with a beard. Yeah, it's true. Mm. It's true. 
nobody had facial hair. I guess beatniks, but then yeah. he was dressed like a greaser, not a beatnik. Yeah. So <laughs> none of it made sense. It's okay. <laughs> uh, only other thing I wanted to mention, and you pointed out, and I can see it on uh, Tardis Wiki, is like get a load of those tiny phone books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> phone booklets. Yeah. Phone pamphlets. <laughs> oh. They could have really used that invention. That was a phone and calendar that plays music. <laughs> Man, that was... Uh, Listening to Graham uh, badly describe a cell phone. <laughs> possibly one of the highlights of the episode. I originally thought he was just going to say a phone and didn't, forgot that they'd already been invented. <laughs> he could have he easily stopped at any point yeah. during his description. Oh, yeah. Like, phone that plays music yeah. and then just stopped talking. Yeah, I mean, there's... Like, after that, the guy already thought that he was insane. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, at least Elvis and Sinatra wouldn't think he's insane. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did that guy get to go to Vegas, or was that... Did I he mean, get there, and then they were maybe, like, what are you doing Maybe. Here? I, hope, I hope he got to go to Vegas with his wife. Seemed really excited about it. He didn't... He wasn't explicitly a racist, so, like, yeah. I hope yeah. for good things for him. I thought I thought that was explained when she went. Uh, I told Elvis not to lend out that phone. <laughs> I, it worked out well this time, or whatever. I, I, I understood it as like she had called the number hoping to get Elvis, but wound up getting Sinatra instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also good. So yeah. Well, I hope that guy gets rewarded for being in the right place, at the right time, and not explicitly a racist in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Very positive. Very yeah. glass half full. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, ratings then. Z. Oh, man. What do you think? It's, it's, this is a tricky one for me to rate because, like, <clears throat> it definitely told the story well, but just mm. how much emphasis seemed to be on. It has to be this, like this time, this date, all that stuff. History works the way it's written. Dang it, no other way. Really bothers me. Well, Z, when you're the doctor, you can do it however you want. <laughs> you can save everyone on that bus. Freestyle history. No, if if I was the doctor, yeah. if I was the doctor, Crasco oh. would have been the bus driver, and he would have rigged the bus to explode oh. if it went below thirty miles per hour. <laughs> so, never been done. No. And I could call the episode The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> and was also racist. Yes. <laughs> the bus itself is racist? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's yep. like uh, like Stephen King's uh, story about the trucks that kill people. It's it's one of those. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, maximum Overdrive, I believe, is, is what it's called. Uh, yes. Anyway, my rating... I I gotta I gotta step out there. I gotta take this risk. Mm. I gotta give it a thumbs down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Controversial, controversial. Wow. From like a storytelling oh. perspective, they could have done something to make it urgent that it happen as written down. Overall, I liked the episode more. Than the last one, 
Mm-hmm. The last one was I was kind of ambivalent on this one. It just it really struck a chord. Um, we were all crying, so don't deny it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. there were definitely some moments there where it was very tough to watch, but at the same time you couldn't peel your eyes away, right? Yeah. I liked it. It was something, like you guys were saying, that uh, they don't have a lot of episodes where there's not a lot of development, but I kind of didn't mind that being pulled back from, here's the companions, here's all the stuff that's going on with them, right? Pulling back away from that and going, this is what's going on with people in this era, and we need to help that along. Hmm. I didn't mind that. I was a... I don't know that it's necessarily a different kind of arc for any doctor, but it certainly felt different. Um, That's from a storytelling perspective. Um, I enjoyed it. Two thumbs up. Good. I'd say like eight stars at least, or eight out of ten, or whatever. (laughs) Four stars. Eight out of ten. I I also did enjoy it. Um, For all the reasons that we already talked about. Like, it was handled very well for an episode of Doctor Who about a topic that can be as heavy as this one was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't... I feel like a lot of the historical figure ones can be, (laughs) like, wacky for the sake of wackiness. Yeah. Um, mm. like specifically something like the Shakespeare Code, which is just a kind of garbage fire of an episode. Mm-hmm. This was handled more similarly to, like you mentioned at the top of the episode, Vincent and the Doctor, which is one of my personal favorite episodes. Um, obviously, I think this was handled better than Vincent and the Doctor because Vincent and the Doctor didn't really delve into the mental illness, the way that this delved into the kind of institutionalized racism. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, this was a much better episode. um, In terms, like tonally, Mm -hmm. I guess I would say. However, I don't necessarily want to rewatch this episode. Mm. You know, it's not, and it's not like, it's not hard, so hard to watch that I don't want to rewatch it. It's not like when you see a movie that you know is like important, but you know it's going to be a really tough watch. Yeah. Like for example, we were we were at Sunrise today and we saw that Eighth Grade had come out on DVD. Yeah. And that was like a great movie and it's an important movie to watch, but I never want to see it again. That's, yeah, it's not that is. Um, and I'm glad we saw it. And so it's not that I feel that way about this episode. It's just. I don't think it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's not a very fun episode, but I'm glad it's not a very fun episode. Yeah, because it shouldn't be. (laughs) So I'm kind of at a loss of how to rate this. Because there's kind of like, like it's importance as an episode rating it that way. Versus like, it's enjoyability. Is that a word? Sure. Sure. Enjoyableness. (sighs) Or how much I enjoy the episode, like that. They're they're almost two completely disparate ratings. Uh, 
like when you have a list of like the top 100 movies of the last 100 years and like Citizen Kane has to be on the top. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like Citizen Kane anyone's favorite movie. But you like it has to be there. Yeah. Like that or The Godfather. Yeah. Like but... like they have to be there for like a whole laundry list of reasons, but like maybe The Godfather but are they like anyone's favorite movie? Like, do you want to sit down and rewatch them? Yeah. And that's sort of how I feel about this. Um, so like, I guess like four oddly named asteroids out of five congressional medals of honor. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Uh, as we talked about, I thought it was like, like a very mature handling of the setting and situation that I don't think any other era of Doctor Who a would have done or B would have done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it, like it feels after, after having watched three episodes, it feels like a more grown up show. Yeah. Than, than, than it has been. Um, and I really appreciate that. Also, as we said, like that thing where it's like Rosa Parks did not leave like, like being friends with them or even liking them. Mm-hmm. No, they just, you know, they kind of did what they had to do, and what they had to do wasn't wasn't fun, Mm-mm. and it wasn't didn't feel good as they did it. But they had to do it, which is like, um, you know, in the past we've gotten a lot of oh man, look how great the Doctor is for saving everyone, mm-hmm. and now we kind of get the flip side of that, where it's like you know, saving things, saving history, saving time is not um, fun, but just hard. Yeah, which Booster Gold also learns. <laughs> Ooh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. The thirteenth Doctor is actually Booster Gold. Because <laughs> he has to save time, but he's not allowed to tell anyone that that's what he's doing. <laughs> Which is his favorite thing in the whole world: I telling know. people that he's great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, definite thumbs up from me. And then next week it's Spider Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I like <laughs> skip? An, can I skip the next episode? No. Nope. <sighs> didn't 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 hear anything well. about the uh, next episode myself. So, well, it's interesting. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. We were talking about this. This season seems to be like being very brief with their next week on Doctor Who yes. clips. Yes, they're much shorter and less clear. <laughs> they're almost like honestly, they could almost just like show the title card <laughs> and just be like mm. next week on Doctor Who. Spiders. Yeah. And and then just... <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know anything else about this episode. I have no other sort of significant uh, thoughts about it coming yeah, up. No. Because there's we've been given kind of no information about it. Which I like. Yeah, I don't like knowing anything. Like we didn't... We barely got any lines or anything. It was just like, <laughs> what's going on? And then like a spider talon. And that was it. There's something yep. going on hmm. with the spiders in London. Yeah. With that, we will go on to plugs. Z, where can people find you on the internet? All right, on the internet, you can find me on Twitter and also Instagram at Nick S C Zach. That's N I C K S C Z A C H. Uh, on the Instagram, I'm usually posting a poem uh, about every week. And other stuff throughout the week. On Twitter, I pop in there periodically and just re- mostly retweet stuff. Um, <laughs> but 
if you're really curious about what I'm what I'm about, I'm uh, about, you'd want to point your browser over to bloggersbeowulf.com, where you can find my translation of Beowulf. Hence the name. Exactly. Nice. Yes. Not just a clever name. No. <laughs> no. I'm still a garbage person. Haven't posted anything on my Instagram, even though this is the fourth week in a row that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be posting like real soon. And I still haven't, but it's still there. Uh, it's at normal wolf cosplay. And once again, maybe next week there will be a new picture. Uh, the fall is bananas for us usually. Mm-hmm. And this year it's not because of cons. And, and, um, well, well, there may not be any pictures up there. The uh, the inbox is always open. True. So if you want to know Chloe and get her to post more pictures, huh. that's certainly a thing that you can do at Normal Wolf Cosplay on Instagram. That is a true thing you can do. I've been looking at too much fan art on Tumblr lately, and <laughs> that has changed my priorities. Carolyn does not exist on the internet, as far as we know. I do not. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty invisible. You can't find me. La, 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 la. <laughs> this is this is the only place. Um, <laughs> Come so find you, me. If you have words for Carolyn, I guess post them as a comment to the post of this yeah. episode. Um, Even if it's just like, "Hey, Carolyn, make an Instagram." Yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. That's that's, that's a great idea. Too much. Nope. A hundred likes on that post and she'll make an Instagram. True. <laughs> you guys uh, will have to help. Um, you have two dogs living with yeah. you. How do you not have an Instagram? With like thousands of followers. <laughs> dogs. So don't take pictures. <laughs> take pictures of your dogs. Go get your dog and take a picture right now. Aww. Go get Coop. <laughs> Cooper. Heineken. Maybe I will. Maybe. Yeah. Dogs to grant dogs of Insta- hashtag dogs of Instagram. There you go. Um, so for me, I can be found at Victory Lime on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to see more of uh, of Z and I, along with our fellow Nick T, you can head on over to fanthropological.com and uh, check out our almost 100 episodes, each covering a different fandom every week. As for this series, you can now find it at hoonreview.com. So uh, just punch that in, and you'll get all of our episodes, of which there are four currently. And uh, you can send feedback to who at thenixcast.com. To who? To who <laughs> at thenixcast.com. To oh, boy. Who? Oh, we're done with this. <laughs> um, and you can check out uh, about half of our hosts. All three, are, three of them represented on this episode can be uh, our bios are now up at the at whoandreview.com. So go check those out and check out those links. Mm-hmm. And it also includes who everyone's favorite doctor and episode are. So if yeah. you want to fight with us about that, <laughs> yeah, you can do so. Uh, as soon as we I'm fin- in for a scrap. As soon as we finish this episode, I'll fight with Z about his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight race. Oh. King's Demons were I in almost- there. Uh, Paradise Towers. <laughs> tight, tight race. I almost put the movie. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, but for everyone here uh, next next week we'll be talking about uh, arachnids in the UK uh, so we'll we'll see you then goodbye everybody bye bye ciao bellas bye